We control two aspects of this experience, our attitudes and our actions. Outside of that, life is constantly in flux. Through discipline and vigilance, we master ourselves. Good times come and go. Tough times come and go. This is the end of the world. Hey everybody, welcome to the Ebb and Flow podcast. I'm your host, Evan Britton. Uh, I hope you guys are staying safe, staying sane, staying healthy out there. Today we've got a hell of a guest, one of my all-time heroes, a big brother to me and my life after football, a guy I looked up to throughout my football career, retired all-pro tackle, cannabis advocate, activist, really a human rights activist, my man, Kyle Turley. Kyle, welcome to the show, my brother. Thank you. Thank you, brother. I appreciate you having me, man. It's good to be with you. This is, uh, I've been meaning to get together with you. We're amazing with these phones, right? I know, man. Technology really serves a, a good purpose during this time, for sure. Um, well, Kyle, I mean, I want to start off by saying, you know, you really brought me out of, you know, the darkness in my life after football, you know, you, I remember the day, you know, we got on the, on the phone. I can't remember how we got connected, but you were basically like, Ed, I'm heading out to Phoenix, this cannabis conference. I'd love for you to join me and come tell your story about, you know, the effect that cannabis had on you and your football career and your health. And I was like, at the time, you know, I didn't really know what I was going to say other than tell the truth of my experience. I didn't know what effect that might have on other people, but you know, you have been really the tip of the spear in this movement of cannabis as medicine for football players specifically. And I've always had a great deal of respect for you and speaking your truth uh, specifically about on this topic. And so you know, coming to that first conference with you, I remember it clear as day. It was you, Nate Jackson, Ricky Williams, and me up there on this panel. There must have been two to 300 people there, maybe more, 500 people in that audience. It was packed. Um, and I shared my story, you know, and, uh, and it, it felt cathartic. But then you start speaking, and this really was one of the things that lit this fire in my, in my soul of seeking out knowledge and the truth, was when you read aloud the federal government's patent on cannabinoids as neuroprotectants and antioxidants. You know, and it sparked this whole thought process of how much have we been lied to about how much information is out there? Because up until that point, you know, I had really only used cannabis intuitively, you know, as a warrior, as an athlete, as a guy experiencing immense amounts of physical and mental trauma, you know, cannabis was the one thing that I gravitated to because it helped me recover and it helped me play football better. You know, I didn't, I wasn't really understanding of all the science and, you know, the backbone of why this stuff does what it does. So, 
I'd love for you to give my audience, people listening who maybe haven't heard your story, give them a brief description of, you know, your journey, your healing journey, how you came to cannabis and what cannabis means to you. Yeah, man. Uh, God, that's a long story. <laughs> yeah. But, but, you know, I mean, you, you spoke about it enough right there. I mean, your, your story is my story. And that was, you know, what brought me towards cannabis was that I started finding these relative stories that were connected, you know, in, in our brotherhood, in, in our community, especially because of what we deal with so uniquely. Um, and it spans across you know, race, uh, where you grew up, you know, everything. We, we have this common thing in this brain disease that's happened to us because of you know, searching out this big dream, you know, and, and for me, it start, you know, my advocacy, um, you know, was originally uh, in the retired player world fight, you know, at the end of my football career, uh, much like you, I, you know, I found myself in this darkness. Um, uh, from being, I mean, people can't imagine, you know, you're playing in the NFL, you're making millions of dollars yeah. and you're miserable. They, they, yeah, they can't yeah. stand that, you know, how, how you're just like going to work every day going, oh, I got to go out there and play the Chargers right now. You yeah. know, yeah. and when so many people are like, fuck you, you, yeah. you know, you, but it's like, we you're living the so dream. Yeah, you, we did it so much. And then at some point, you know, what happened was, was this brain injury got in the way, you know, and that's what was going on. I didn't know it. You didn't know it. You could have got five, 10 more years out of your career had yeah. you had the ability to use cannabis so that you could have had your mind back to go, Jesus, like yeah. I'm living this dream still, you know, it just became... Yeah. Uh, something that after so much time of beating our heads around that our, our, we become susceptible to where that leads and where that leads is where I found myself and you found yourself. And I was fortunate enough to be able to find cannabis, finding my strain, you know, when you're playing in these other uh, cities uh, around the NFL, um, you know, I was in New Orleans, St. Louis, Kansas City. You get what you get. You were in Jacksonville. You know, yeah. you get what you get. Chicago, you get what you get. You know, yeah. especially if that there was no medical programs. There was no, yeah. you know, we yeah. we put that door in for this. And uh, why the NFL now is going to uh, celebrate, uh, you know, the end of prohibition on marijuana, and and we can really get down to the real results of how this plant could have benefited me and you. And that was my whole charge in this, especially when I found that neuroprotective patent. Um, and, and, and not only just finding this patent, uh, but going to go, you know what, thinking a little bit further and you know, that's what this plant does, right? It helps yeah. you think a little bit deeper. Yeah. Um, and, and look at, you know, being high, you know, it's a better view because you start to see the things that you just took for granted. Mm. Um, you know, and things at face value. Oh, there's a neuroprotective patent. Oh, big deal. Everybody goes, oh, yeah, you can file a patent on anything. Of course. <laughs> Anybody can file a patent. And then I go, well, you know what? Let's go and see that then. Let me go yeah. find out. Let me go search to see. Now I got this smartphone. Let me start, you know, using it a little bit more. And uh, there's no other patent that exists in the world on anything as a neuroprotective. Yeah. There's not one medical agency, not one doctor not one asshole that just came up with the idea you know to say you know what i'm just gonna patent this as a neuroprotective yeah no, 
There, there's nothing, not one government agency, not one, but the United States government's patent on cannabinoids as neuroprotectants. And that's only one in the entire world. And so when that, you know, and the experience I had, you know, personally in finding my strains uh, in, you know, the differences, you know, like I said, yeah. being where I was playing, you, you get what you get. But yeah. every now and then something came along that just went, whoa. Yeah. That really speaks to me. Like, I feel so good. I, yeah. I'm clear. Like, I feel like me again, you know. Mm -hmm. And that's what it was for me. And, and, and when I found that strain again. Uh, ultimately, and it ended up for me in the sativa department. Um, you know, I went through all the indicas. I went through all the hybrids. I went through everything for about a year and a half, two years, and then boom, hit it. And no more light sensitivity, no more uh, feeling like I'm going to go off into vertigo and, you know, uh, uncontrollable rage and all these depressive natures that this brain disease, you know, preys upon. Mm. Uh, you know, and all this stuff that everybody in the world has to deal with. But, you know, we as football players, we're, you know, we deal with it on a whole nother level. People just don't understand the trauma that we put our brains through. You know, forget the body, you know. Yeah. yeah. And, you know, uh, I've never experienced a better anti-inflammatory than cannabis, period. I mean, the, the Rick Simpson oil treatments that I'm doing off the charts as far as, I mean, if I would have had Rick Simpson oil, CBD, and my strains, when I was playing football, I'd have played another 10 years. There's no mm -hmm. doubt. Mm -hmm. I don't take one pill to this day and over six years now. Haven't been sick once. And I'm not experienced more anti-inflammatory properties in a medication. Uh, and certainly the neurocognitive uh, benefits are just unbelievable. I've been through the NFL tr uh, uh, concussion testing four times and they say that they have to keep sending me back because I'm getting better yeah I was diagnosed with stage two progressive dementia yeah I like four years ago right Alzheimer's. like three years ago yeah I remember full-blown Alzheimer's right now and I have so much more cognitive ability that is more apparent to everyone else around me not me I just I, I'm going about my day but everybody around me is going, huh, like, like you like, you're winding the clock back, you know? Yeah. yeah. So I'll keep doing that. Yeah, man. Since I've known you, you are clearer, you're brighter, you know, you've, you've, I, I've seen that in you just the short time that we've been hanging out and getting to know each other. I've seen yeah. you just get better and better. Likewise, Thanks, I, if you look at the picture, I was looking at the picture of us from uh, the uh, Arizona conference the other day. Yeah. And, I, I, and then I, I went to the picture. I actually I sent uh, your picture to Tom. I sent that picture uh, of you when you came first to the and said, okay, I'll come with you, Kyle. And we went to Arizona and, and you're still dark. Yeah. You're yeah. Still dark. And then like this picture of you and you're like, whoa, and you're like, yeah. oh, muscles and everything you know i was like tom i'm like look at this bro and yeah. i'm like i'm like tc we've got to get this to our guys yeah. you know like look what this is doing we can't we can't keep losing guys anymore this is bullshit absolutely man yeah absolutely well i want to go back to one thing um how did you come how did how in the fuck did you stumble upon that patent um just in your own well, sort of people kept 
kept putting that around. You know, wow. I, I was going to conferences. I was uh-huh. going to these little backdoor speakeasies in San Diego before this thing became the big convention circuit that it is. Oh, uh, interesting. We, we were we were in little, you know, I was going down. I, once I had my experience, I was like, I've got, you know, because I live out in the valley. So uh, outside Los Angeles, out here by San Bernardino, where all the high times events were taking place, uh-huh. all of these you know, dab cups, this right, and that. Right. You know, it's just, it's just, it's just like crazy. Yeah. Right? yeah. Um, uh, and, and, and so I, I realized, you know, this experience of mine has got to get to the mainstream. And so I went to these conventions and events and I was just like, God, like there's no way. And, um, it, it, you know, I realized I had to get into this business. You know, I had to get into this business. I had to um, help this industry craft this narrative to get into sports um, mm-hmm. because of what happened to me. You know, that yeah. this is very real. And then when you looked at who was controlling this conversation, um, you know, the reefer madness crowd and, the, yeah. uh, you know, the hippies, yeah. you know, and still want to cower down and go, we're almost there. You know, like, yeah. like, no, man, I'm coming through the fucking door. I'm, I'm, I'm sorry. I'm, you know, yeah. Yeah. I, I got to get you, I got to get you and Ricky back and, Eb, uh, and Nate and uh, we got to get Jim McMahon. Um, Congress yeah. is about to come back in session and I've already talked to a couple of congressmen about this and one of them's willing to set up all kinds of interviews and stuff. I'm just going to go in there. Uh, I love that. I don't man. know what your schedule is. Call me I'll in. Hit, I'll hit you. Yeah. Call I mean, I, in, I'm just going to just sit there and be like, you're going to vote for Matt Gates, yeah. put a bill together. To yeah. Get rid of schedule one. I love that. You know? Well, and for me, you know, was having this experience and then, um, you know, um, you know, finding what I've found, it, it's just life changing. You can't deny this stuff. Yeah. You know, as much as you want to discount it, as much as you want yeah. to go in eh, like everybody else does. Yeah. You just can't. Yeah. Yeah. Well, it's interesting, you know, like what you were saying about how it starts out as it sort of it starts out as this like counterculture thing that like it's like hippies and gangsters and back alley people. And then the more you learn about it and the more you understand, like that's why when I introduced you, you know, I started off by saying cannabis activist. But really, it's this is like a human rights issue. Yeah. It really is. Like once you come full circle and you have the full understanding of what this plant is, how it interacts with our bodies, what it means for human beings in general, aside from football players, like this is a human rights issue, you know? Big way. uh, Big way. Yeah, Bob Marley said it the best. Bob Marley said, those of us who know cannabis, you know, and and, uh, he quoted in Reagan. Right, right. But, you know, some of these people have said some pretty impactful things. And the biggest and the most impactful thing I think Bob Marley ever said was that, you know, it's it's not so important for us that understand cannabis, that uh, that know this plant and benefit from this. It is more important for all of those people out there that don't know about this yeah. to know about it. Yeah. And that is a human rights issue. This should not be a state's issue. Yeah. Uh, you know, there should be no governor or city council that should be able to keep somebody from obtaining this resolution in healthcare. Yeah. Yeah. This is, this yeah. is, uh, this yeah. is healthcare. I, it's really disappointing to see 
the political football this has become and, yeah. and that, you know, where we are right now, we have to have this conversation here and, you know, where I'm out here going, what is everybody losing their mind? Like, I'm sorry. Like I've been saying cannabis cures CTE, cancer, you know, neuropathy. Yeah. Uh, yeah. diabetes, all these things I'm seeing through having a CBD company and seeing these real resolutions in people and in my own self and my wife, she had skin cancers for 10 years, no more. Um, you know, I mean, really serious skin yeah. cancer yeah. And to, to all the other cancer patients that have come to me that are still alive. Absolutely. I, mean, I, I don't know what I'm doing. I didn't get a degree from San Diego state and I'm, you know, this should be a, a human rights effort, uh, um, and it's just a, a scam. Uh, bigger than COVID-19, still, yeah. marijuana is still the biggest conspiracy of them all. Well, let's talk a little bit about that, because uh, I, you know, I, I think it's hysterical, you know, this whole fucking thing. And, uh, you know, you came under some fire like a month ago because people are like, Kyle Turley's claiming that cannabis can cure COVID. What a fucking nut job. Well, he needs to sit down. I'm like, wait a minute, dude. You know, when I started having your, I had to comment on a few things and have your back because I'm like, wait a minute, wait a minute. First of all, is there anything that says it doesn't? Have right, a exactly. Exactly. Second of all, if you understand the science of cannabis and the endocannabinoid system, which our bodies have, which is directly a direct contributor to our immune system and our overall health and well-being, why is it so outlandish to think that cannabis could possibly have a positive effect, impact on coronavirus? Exactly. I mean, and, and wh why is there not the science exposed and then still with a schedule one status on cannabis that the exposure of the science that has been allowed is overwhelmingly saying this is something that is not just something. Okay. Yeah. This is the thing. Yeah. This is not something. This is the thing. And you, you said it. It's the cannabinoid system. The, I'm on these shows and I get, you know, and then Dr. Phil calls and yeah. says, hey, come yeah. on, I'm a, my son's running around. He's like, ooh, dad, I've seen Dr. Phil. He's going to roast you. You know. <laughs> I'm, like, I'm like, oh, man, I know. He's, he's good, dad. I'm, I'm like, I'm like, I'm ready, though. I'm ready. I'm ready for Dr. Phil on this, you know. And yeah. I'm ready because I've seen this in my own life. And I've now had a ability to have a company that sold millions of, of you know, uh, CBD products to so many, to so many people uh, that have these results that are very real and consistent with this message. And then, you know, my own family's experience and friends, you know, my son tested positive for flu A last year that killed 80,000 people. Okay. Mm. And my friend in St. Louis, I'm in California, my friend in St. Louis, who's uh, 42 years old, tested positive for flu A last year, 80,000 people died of, Okay, in America, way more than what's going to die from COVID-19 um, and uh, around the world that, that this took place. And both doctors, doctor in uh, the West and a doctor in the Midwest at this within a week of each other said, yeah, we're hearing that a lot. That, oh, they, they say, what are you doing? Because you're the healthiest 
people that we've ever seen that have tested positive for full full blown flu A. Mm. And what are you doing? And from my 10 year old son to my 42 year old friend, you know, the only thing that they're doing differently is taking CBD daily. Mm. And when they tell these doctors this, these doctors are saying, yeah, we're hearing that from a lot of people. And, you know, there's a lot more science coming out about this. And, you know, and then they close the door and then they're right. like, yeah, tell me more about this. You know, <laughs> so what exactly are you using? How are you using it? You know, like, like they want to interrogate you. It's like, what is wrong with you people? What yeah. is wrong with you people? And, you know, for me, it was just going out there and saying, you know, because you got to dance around this, these regulations, right, that the FDA gives, uh, you know, their uh, blessing on what you can and can't say when you own a company that yeah. is, you know, doing anything. And, right. you know, they, they can sit up there and just spew falsehoods and these, you know, uh, misrepresentations about these other medications that are, are killing people daily. Yeah. Yeah. You know, Z-Packs. Z-Packs yeah. killed Kill over 10,000 people last year yeah. just in prescribed use. Right. For every million, 40 or, or 80 something people die. Uh, or, or more it's ridiculous yeah. like the numbers to the death rates of these medications and they're saying well it kills the virus well yeah it's gonna kill you too right it kills everything yeah you know? and and you're trying to just kind of soft play in like the benefits of cannabis and say um you know this can really help right now and you can say which you know my if you go back through my twitter feeds and my posts you know it's all soft plays i'm trying to Oh, hey, yeah. you know, by the way, you know, uh, cannabis helps the immune system. Uh, yeah. By the way, you know, the immune system's controlled by the endogenous cannabinoid system and, you know, operates directly off of that. And everybody just goes, yeah, like, 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 like. Yeah, yeah. Then when you say uh, cannabis or CBD can cure COVID-19. Yeah. Old letters. You, ah, you stepped know. over the line. You, you're a bad person. You're fucking you're, you're just, you're just, you're so selfish. You're trying to sell your product. Yeah. You're just a hustler. You're a pimp, man. You know, screw you, blah, blah, yeah. blah. What? You're like, you, you, and people in the industry are yeah. unbelievable. Yeah, I know. People I know. in the industry have been the worst on this. Yeah. And it's like, what are you doing this for? Yeah. This, for me, this saved my life. Yeah. This saved my friend's life that's on the other end of this uh, yeah. telephone call here because yeah. that's where we were both going. Yeah. And we're going down the same road and all of our brothers were going down these same roads that our other brothers went down and took their lives and, yeah. you know, lost their families and all of these just things that didn't have to happen. Yeah. And we've seen this experience. It's like in Blade Runner when they, the, guy says, the guy says, you've never seen a miracle. You yeah. Know? You, you, you talk like you talk because you've never seen a miracle. Yeah. And, and I've seen this and experienced this miracle, this yeah. miracle of life. Yeah. You know, and I've seen it me and I look in the mirror every day and I see it in you. When I look at, look at your posts and your family and you're together, dude, you're defeating, destroying the odds. Yeah. These, wow, these dude. odds that, that have plagued our community, not just football. And, and these kills, things bro. really addresses. And now, as it turns out, in COVID-19, because of what I've said, 
so many universities and research groups are studying the effects of cannabis. I love it. And now Raphael Mashulam himself is studying cannabis on COVID-19 in Israel. I love it's it. It's over, bro. It's, it's over. awesome. And it's I get what so I want. Awesome. At the end of the day, I know the buttons to push and the buttons to push are the real buttons, the real buttons that keep yeah. this conversation in the middle of the road. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yes, I'm going to say extreme things, but they are not going to be false. There is yeah. a lot of things I've been wrong about in this life. <laughs> <laughs> and I've not been wrong once about cannabis. Dude, it's, it's fucking awesome. And it's inspiring, man. And, uh, you know, the world needs you, brother. You know, the world needs you to just, you're just the fucking tip of the spear, dude. You know? And like you said, I mean, it started out though, man. You know, I kind of feel like I needed to pick up slack because mm -hmm. there's a lot of cats that came before us, you know? And yeah. uh, Yeah. Um, you know, Mark Stepnoski was a huge advocate. Mark Stepnoski tried so hard. He didn't have Instagram. He didn't have right. Twitter, you know. Right. So he had to move to Canada, you know, and went up there and became, you know, a successful cannabis entrepreneur and these other things yeah. and lived his life, you know. And uh, he goes back to the, you know, Dallas Cowboys uh, all the time and they invite him back and, you know, and he's, they're just like, He's just the living proof, you know, and, mm-hmm. and I, we've lost too many friends. And uh, one of my good friends, Kevin Turner, uh, he was a, yeah. a running back. Yeah. And he lost his life to ALS. Yeah. And, um, you know, I spent some of his last days with him and, uh, you know, seeing him go through that whole ridiculous process that plagues our community at an almost 10% rate above the national average. You know, I mean, it is directly inherent in football that this disease occurs. Um, and, and to see that, you know, happen to him and know what this could have done for him to extend his life. Cause it's doing it for Steve Gleason and um, you know, all the other guys, Steve Smith, uh, uh, you know, all these guys that have, uh, you know, uh, Alzheimer's, ALS, they're all benefiting from cannabis. Their wives all come up to me and they say, thank you so much for what you're doing. It's the only thing that helps my husband get through this. And it's, we really believe it's helping us not just get through this. You know, this has been really awesome, you know, and thank you. Uh, It's, it's pretty, it's pretty awesome to to be able to get that. And so I don't care what anybody else says in this deal, but there's a lot of people that came before us and I just felt like I needed to, pull up some slack really and just get busy I, I was so tired of hearing all these excuses and I didn't want to live in the dark anymore about this you know I and so moving back to California I was like uh somebody's got to step out here and you know I did and then it can't just be about me and so I you know just like uh people in the past, you know, you got to go out there and find others that you can tell your story to that can have the same experience because you know, it helped you and then they can help them. And, and it does. And then they become prophets themselves. You know, they have, they're the, they're the spear. And now we've got spears everywhere and we're just bearing down on these fools, you know, and they can't, they can't take it. And they're not going to be able to take the onslaught of, you, me, Ricky, uh, you know, Nate, uh, uh, everybody, man, you know, that, yeah. that we got on this, Marvin Washington and uh, uh, Jim McMahon. And I mean, all the big names then from the original group, you know, of us mm-hmm. that were going around and talking about this is now, uh, there's massive. You go to those cannabis conventions, if they ever come back, 
and you know we're just like walking around and like all these other athletes are coming up to us all the time you know yeah it's yeah. pretty cool absolutely man well what is your what's your take on all this right now this whole covid situation and i mean you know <laughs> have it's you cool. i mean at the end of the day this is this again that's why i say this about cannabis i mean this, we don't have to be inside yeah. we do not have to be in our houses yeah i don't have to be on this zoom call with you you know we yeah. we should be in your studio we uh no nothing should have shut down yeah you know and that's not just for covid this is years past I mean, my experience is so new to this conversation. Yours is so new to this conversation. You know, I mean, look at Charlotte Figgy. She passes away yeah. and they still have a schedule one status on campus. Trump could end that today with a signature. And uh, it's absurd, you know, that this is happening. Um, you know, so many resolutions in healthcare could have been made so long ago. And yeah. it, it, it's just, uh, what is you know, it? What is it in your view? Like, what's the fucking holdup? I honestly don't know. I, you know, outside is it of pharma, it, 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 it's a critical thing. You know, the, the whole concept again, uh -huh. at, the, at the end of the day, what holds it up is the conversation and who controls it. Mm. And you know that and you've experienced this and who controls this conversation still. Uh, we've done our best. We, you know, you know, uh, all of us in, in this, in this boat, of athletes yeah. has really been driving that spear through the door crack of using CBD. What, what can we get in? Right. Because we, we know that once we crack the door, boom, it goes wide open. Yeah. And, 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 and we've got to, you know, the, what's kept it back is that the, the control still is in the hands of this industry who wants to hold on to this thing and the reefer madness people that want to hold on to this thing. Mm. You and I just want to live and everybody else just wants to live. Every other person in the middle of the road who doesn't have a horse in the race wants to just wake up and go to work and do, and we're drinking coffee to try and do it. And we're drinking monster energy to try and do it. And yeah. we're, uh, you know, eating this and we're eating drinking that. alcohol. Yeah, and we're having beers after work to get through it so we right. can keep doing it. And it's yeah. like, we don't have to be here. We could be, you know, as my cousin works, he's a, he's a frontliner. He's, he's hilarious with it. He's like, walks in, he finally comes out of shadows. We had a family get together. The other wait, day. wait, like front lines of the coronavirus stuff? Yeah, he, he works, he's an he's a ER uh, you know, Doctor, nurse. Doctor, right? nurse, he's yeah. Yeah. <laughs> and uh, and so he he walks in, you know, like ah, I'm a frontliner, you know, yeah, I'm on the front lines. It's so funny, he, you know, the way he was talking about it. And um, uh, and there's like nobody at his hospital. We're here in Riverside. He, he's in uh, Riverside at uh, my dog's chewing his toy. And uh, we're, the hospital's empty. Community hospital, 487 beds, and they have three. And they've only had three. Three cases. Yeah. He walks in and he's just like, and I'm like, we're like, what are you doing? And he says, well, actually, the most I'm doing now is they're sending me out to these hotels where all the homeless people are. And I was like, 
oh, what is that, dude? What's that like? I'm like, that's got to be crazy. Like, like an yeah. insane asylum, you know? Yeah. And uh, the, and the, you know, inmates are running the, the yeah. show. Yeah. And he's like, yeah, that's pretty much what it is. And he said, they go in there and he said, these, th these homeless people are, they're, they're feeding them their drugs. They're feeding them alcohol. He said people are, he was there and there like a woman called up and says, I need a shot of vodka. And they bring her up a shot of fucking vodka. And I was just sitting there. I'm like, this is so offensive. Like you could put a literal dent in that population in that one uh, hotel of homeless people by just saying, okay, we're going to keep you. We're going to do everything we can to help you, but you can only use weed. Mm -hmm. That's it. Okay. Yeah. We'll give you as much weed as you want. We'll give you concentrates. We'll give you edibles. We'll, we'll, we'll help you find your strains. You know, yeah. we're, we'll, we will, we will help you through this, but no, they would rather continue to bring these people meth. Yeah. Cocaine. They're bringing the people in these hotels, yeah. drugs like cocaine, meth, alcohol, Nicotine. all of these. Yeah. Yeah. And yeah. they're bring, and then they're bringing our frontline workers into these hotels to help these people in their medical conditions, you know, and things they have going on. So not with COVID, not, no. they're not no. treating COVID with these people. None of them have, and none of these people have COVID, but these, these hotels, they're feeding these people, all these things that they, they know they need to get off of. And they only are listening to this conversation from the reefer madness crowd and the, uh, you know, the hippies. Right. You know what I mean? And yeah. it's like, they don't like you're you could they're bringing a marijuana and everything but they could literally draw the line and say we're only using weed in here right and and we're going to help you use it yeah and you could have so many resolutions for these people half of them are in there and on the streets because they have a mental issue right they they don't understand it they don't know what's happened to them they don't know oh yeah you know what i was in a real bad car wreck right. now i have this disease called cte yeah yeah. And that's what it is, man. Uh, it's crazy, man. I, this whole COVID thing is just a, a scary power play. Uh, you know, this whole thing that we're, we've been involved with for me has been very cosmic as well. Yeah. And it's yeah. helped me to tap into uh, the reality of what's going on out here, you know, yeah. and what's going on in the universe and the world and how did we get here and what are we doing here? Yeah. And, I, you know, I personally can't deny why I'm here why we're talking about this right now yeah. and why every day I have to get up and continue to work down this road because this road is saving lives and this yeah. road is helping so many people yeah. and me, and myself, you know, and, and me and, and you, and, and these things are very real in our life. And I just can't sit around knowing the platform that I have uh, and the ability that I have to help move the needle, you know, yeah. uh, yeah. And, be one of those spears you know there's yeah. so many people out here that need this to be taken away from these two idiots over here yeah and get, get to here get get to this right here just i just want to wake up yeah. and get to work i want to wake up and get my kids to school be a husband be a father you know yeah. be a upstanding member of the community and and live life enjoy life know? I, yeah, I, I mean, be, and being productive, people understand yeah. the pr pr productivity that cannabis just drives. I mean, look at the yeah. industry itself. 
Yeah. I mean, the, the, the drive that this plant has, if you harness its power, yeah. is unstoppable. Yeah. You cannot stop this. And that's, you know, that's why I keep going is because yeah, man. for me, this is, you know, this is God. I, you know, you, you can talk, you can say what you want. I don't, I don't care. That's I, it. I, you know, that's I, it. Dude. A, I mean, yeah, that's why, you know, Kyle, you've, I've always resonated so deeply with your message and who you are, man. It's because you're just like, you're just the embodiment of, of God and spirit projecting into this physical realm the truth of this situation you know and it's like that thing like when people were calling you out and saying kyle just wants to sell products i was like if you read his posts he actually tells people send me your positives your positive test and i will send you free products i've seen you say that multiple times yeah this is not about and you know, and it goes to show you, you learn a lot in situations like this. Like we used to hear that in football all the time, man. Yeah. You know, you, the real people show up when fucking adversity hits. You That's the truth, out man. The fucking real ones are, man. Because the talkers don't last. When yep. shit gets tough and shit gets real, the fucking people who are phonies are going to be ejected out of the fucking thing. You know? Yeah. Because they, they take can't themselves stand out of the fire. Yeah, exactly. And, uh, you know, like you're saying, man, this is about truth. This is about saving people's lives. This is about spreading light into the world, you know? Yeah, it's so crazy, man. I just, I just don't understand the desire to keep this from people, you know? Well, it's a control. It's a power play. Yeah. And and for somebody to say, like you said, like, is there any proof that it doesn't kill? Right. Like, no, there's not. And now, actually, the proof is actually coming to be that I was right. You were right. I know I'm right. I don't, yeah. There's over 200,000 viruses floating around the air daily. Yeah. I don't know what Gates is going to do with his vaccine, but I know what cannabis yeah. can do against all of them. Yeah. Not, not one of them has a chance against cannabis. Yeah. Not one of the, and it's not about cannabis. It's about your immune system. Right. One of these viruses stands a chance at a properly working immune system. Yeah. God designed it that way. Yeah. You, it, it, people need to just start trusting yeah. that, that we're not only here, but that we're here for a great purpose and that God actually has lots of things out here to help us. Yeah. And, and things that we can't even... You know, because that's the whole deal with marijuana is that this medical community wants to hold on so strong to that. They're the smart ones. Yeah. They're the ones that can help you. You don't need this. You don't need to pray. That's good that you're praying. You don't need God. That's good you have a God. That's great. But you need us. You need the pills. You need these pills that we can give you. Yeah. Here's these pills. Well, here, let me. Let me take this knife and open you up. Yeah. When you don't need my my little brother just had a surgery. To, he's forty three years old, and they convinced him he needed a heart surgery. Ugh. So he goes and gets it. You know, even our relatives still they because of these doctors they get yeah, sucked man. into these rooms that we got sucked into. Yeah. And oh yeah. I, I know think, I could have avoided yeah. three surgeries. Yeah. 
Kyle, and I think, you know, that's been really uh, interesting for me in this experience and looking at what's happening in the outside world is like, and I feel really blessed. And I, I imagine based on what you just said, like we were in that world, man. Like our lives were fucking guided by doctors and medical professionals and trainers and, you know, and constantly, you know, I mean, fuck how many guys in a locker room are given are on a daily prescription of anti-inflammatories, you know, whether it's cataflam or indocin or whatever the fuck it is at the time, Mm -hmm. you know, we're like our whole life was dependent on what a doctor said about our health. And then we had this opportunity as we came out of that, like it was like leaving the matrix. (laughs) You know, I remember having the thought when I came out of football, like, what am I going to do? I don't, I don't have a doctor, you know? Right. And then, and then yesterday I had this thought, like, I haven't been to see a doctor in probably four years. And I've, when the fuck am I ever going to need to go see a doctor? Never. You know what I mean? Yeah. It's this whole, the whole brainwashing. it's mind blowing man it's it is and and it's just unfortunate that they've been allowed to do that because that's all that it is it's been an allowance by certain people to control a conversation yeah you know while the rest of us are still trying to go down this road down the middle here and just live these people are have vested interests in this and the irony is is that now you have these companies who have been in charge of these death drugs, you know, for the last, you know, however many decades that, yeah. that this has gone on and millions and millions of people that have, they have murdered. And now the irony, the irony, Johnson and Johnson, the, the uh, subsidiary of Johnson and Johnson, Naramco uh, is shifting every one of their medications towards cannabinoid based therapy. Mm. They they are in article after article out there in publications talking about um, how they have perfected synthetically cannabinoids and mm. they are close to perfecting all 400 plus cannabinoids uh, uh, that, and and they and again here we have you know after the thousands of years you know like uh, yeah. people people say well if that was true what you say about cannabis then they would have done it already. No, they wouldn't because (laughs) they are still, they are still trying to make this up themselves. Right. They can't do it. Yeah. You can't out perfect nature. No. And it, you know, and that's part of the, you know, the, this like cognitive dissonance about, Oh, if, if it was that effective, they would have done it already. Dude. Cannabis was made illegal because it was infringing upon a couple dudes business operations. In 1937, William Randolph Hearst and the DuPont family got together with Harry Anslinger, who is the head of the Federal Bureau of Narcotics, now the DEA, and they got together to create the 1937 Marijuana Tax Act, which made it illegal to produce, cultivate, and sell anything cannabis or hemp related. Because Hearst had all his paper trees and all his paper farms. He was the biggest publisher in the world. DuPont had all their steel and oil. And they saw hemp. You could make 25,000 plus different products out of hemp plant. 
hemp cannabis tinctures and oils were a staple in American pharmacopoeia up until 1937. You could go down to your local drugstore and get a bottle of cannabis tincture to treat everything from insomnia to impotence. Like, yep. this is not, this is, we just came along, they just fucked it up for the last, you know, seven decades from then yeah. Yeah. because of a business thing. It wasn't because they were like, wow, this is really dangerous. People are dying in the streets smoking all this weed or, you know, in these hashish parlors. Like, people are really in danger and endangering themselves. We need to do something about this. No. It was all a business thing, you know? Yeah, I don't know, you know, the business, but the business thing is there. Yes, that, that is, but, you know, if it was just business, then they would have taken that themselves and seen all these opportunities, like you just mentioned, that they could take advantage of because they had the money. So yeah. they could have said, you know what, we're growing all the hemp. We're going to build all the extraction facilities. We're going to do all this, you know, they could That's have told really you interesting. that. That's but really they didn't. They instead went on a war and Fantastic. not just didn't say it's worth anything and try to, you know, fuck a few people over here that were growing it. No, they went on a literal war around the world to eradicate it. Yeah. And if you look at history um, and you go throughout history. This plant has been uniquely attached towards these types of events and in structure of power and mm. when uh when things when they seem to want to really stir up the people they do things like that mm. and or control population they do things like that or you know i mean we're in conspiracy times i think everyone's yeah. pretty much accepted this uh you know yeah. now that we've been in our houses for <laughs> two months now you know this is like i think past the point where everybody does some, you know everybody kind of understands there there's some deep state stuff going on here yeah and, and when you have families like um the sackler family who it was in created cotton right created oxycontin yeah they created Oxycontin and they were allowed to distribute that to Americans and it's killed millions. Yeah. And, and this is a Jewish family mm. that survived the Holocaust. Mm. So when you look at these people and you, and you go and you put two and two together and you go, what is really going on here? Well, the thing that really stands out over here is this death rate. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> I don't care what you say outside of that. Right. Uh, the paper industry, this, that, and the other. When you talk about numbers that, you know, everybody's talking about COVID-19 right now. More people have died in COVID-19 <laughs> than in the Iraq and Iran. Right, course. right. I love that stat. Like, do you know how many people have died from opiates? Yeah. More people than in all of the wars in the history of the world combined. Yeah, more people have died from opiates. Wow, in, and majority of them in prescribed use. Right, and so you look at timelines, and the timeline of all this is right after World War II. Mm. Okay, mm. and you've got now, you know, the fall follow of what Nazi you want. Germany. They're all working for our agencies, right? And right. what they're doing there, paperclip. I truly believe got brought here in this more palatable light 
and we have been guinea pigs for these assholes to do what they want with, to experiment on these drugs because they're so interested in getting off of where we stand and sit right now to go off into some, you know, space and frontier and, you know, we need to get to the moon and we need to go to Mars. Like, then go. Get the fuck out of here. Fuck out of here. Take Elon Musk. Take fucking Hitler. Take Donald Trump and his space force and fucking just go. Just please, can you please just leave go? Us just, fuck alone. Just, leave us this fucking plant. Yeah. That's all. That's please. Yeah. Holy shit, Kyle. God, God bless, dude. That's it, man. Well, <laughs> before we wrap up, I want to give you a little opportunity to talk about everything you've got going on because you're just fucking, you've been grinding your ass off man for the last as long as i've known you and i know that you've been doing it longer than that you're building a hell of an empire with um you know your various arms of your cannabis operations and talk a little bit about that man sure yeah i mean you know from you know people like we talk about they think uh, oh you're just trying to sell products you're trying to make money and the people ask me are you in the business and 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 i say yes because and they want to discount your advocacy when they find out you're in the business, you know, and the, but the reality is in this business is that you have to be about it. You can't yeah. just talk right. about it. You've yeah. got to be about it. You have to be in the trenches of what's going on here because it needs so much help. Mm-hmm. And if you don't know what you're talking about because of your own experience, then what are you doing it for anyways? Yeah. Yeah. You know? And so I couldn't just sit around and just, have this experience on my own and just sit back here sure i could i could be enjoying retirement right now i'm about to kick in my uh 401ks coming up for being able to tap into it. got a million nice. bucks there you know i got this coming in monthly <laughs> for disability and you know all these other things that are and i could just sit back and go surf every day and smoke my weed and take my you know cbd from these great people i found uh, that are doing it better than anybody else and has changed my life and my family's life and everybody around me. And I could, you know, talk to you and, you know, tell you the strains I use and, right. you know, about CBD and you could use that and all this and that, but I would not, I, I can't do that. I can't sit around and just be that selfish. And I, I have this inherent, you know, desire to be out helping people. And, um, when this happened to me, I, especially our family, my sole intent in the, in the beginning of this whole thing was to help our family. This, mm-hmm. you know, what, what I experienced from football and sports and what I know this can help with, you know, not just letting us be able to smoke weed all day, but literally ending the death rate in youth football, mm-hmm. literally ending the suicide rate in NFL football players and college football players. Um, and allowing people to have lives, ending this statistic of divorce rate and all of these things with all of these diseases, you know, these are very real and attainable if I don't just sit around and use it for my own selfish purpose, you know, and so I started my CBD company, uh, we're NeuroXPF now, uh, you can go to NeuroXPF.com, um, and we had to change I'll, that. I'll put all this in the show notes too, links, so people can check it out. 
Yeah, appreciate that. Yeah, neuroxpf.com is the CBD company. And then I helped a marijuana dispensary group uh, get licensing in my hometown. Uh, they were looking for licensing in Southern California, and uh, my hometown was coming up. And so I'd been going to their dispensary for a while and um, uh, ended up getting a dispensary over there uh, in, in Moreno Valley. Uh, but, you know, awesome. industry people, they, they don't even want me to talk about their business anymore because they, they've gotten so much flack like oh unbelievable. God, really like, people that you find in this conversation that are literally just in this for fucking money yeah you know? and that that's all this is about to them is mm -hmm. money yeah. you know they, they 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 tell you one thing and then act like they're about this thing and then they're just about this as a business yeah, yeah. that's fine that's fine but don't 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 <laughs> try to act like you're you know for this plant you really yeah. are not if you're telling someone like myself that yeah. you don't want to talk about this anymore, you yeah. know, in the extreme conversation that I yeah. like to put it in. Having a real conversation. Yeah. You know? Yeah. So I'm, I'm working with, uh, you know, uh, whatever with that. Uh, so I'll ultimately be, you know, finding my own uh, licensing eventually, you know, th th this has been, uh, you know, post football. I'm glad I uh, went through the roller coaster of, of having money, losing money and all mm. these, things. you know, I retired into what, you know, the new retirees are retiring into right now, back in 07 or 08, 09, uh, the worst economy crash in, you know, since the great depression. Now yeah. this is like worse than in the great depression, yeah. Yeah. you know? So these, uh, you know, having the, the roller coaster of, of, you know, and I, I went through divorce and uh, when I was playing early on in my career. So I, I had these experiences with money going up and going down you know this? Mm. and then realizing if I just stay in my lane and do my part, then I can help things work, you know, yeah. and, and grow mm. and uh, and then interject when I can. You know, mm -hmm. um, and uh, that's what I've found in these business ventures and cannabis is that, you know, just me stick to my advocacy, really help push the product and, you know, try to help the business side of it where I think I can, but otherwise try to stay out of the way um, and find good business people to work with, um, you know, that also have money, that also have these other abilities to help you. I'm working with a great company right now called Razzle. Mm -hmm. um, they're there. They just started a platform razzle.com uh, right before this COVID-19 uh, funding platform in the cannabis space. Um, and um, uh, just getting started with them. They're going to, you know, help with some funding with NeuroXPF and uh, a bunch of other ventures that I've got my hands in uh, on a big hemp farm up in mountain center. We're working on, we got a license on a property up there and we're going to do premium hemp flower. Uh, that's a huge interest of mine. Love that. But really, really open opening every, you know, opportunity in the hemp space because it's 50 state legal, the most return for your investment um, and, uh, uh, you know, quickest way to generate money because my passion is in marijuana and right. I, I need to build back those, you know, those coffers that I, I, yeah. I uh, came out of, you know, the NFL with that unfortunately the, the real world slaps you in the face and yeah. uh, you got to regroup. And, and I'm glad that that happened because I've been able to not just be the money guy 
and be this kind of fly on the wall of, I do my part. It's impactful. It's helpful. I'm bringing tons of press to everything. I'm, uh, you know, millions of dollars worth of press that yeah. you, you know, people couldn't pay for. Um, and, you know, specific press that just doesn't get handed to anybody, yeah. you know, and, uh, you know, so I do my part and then invest where I can. And, um, and now, you know, I'm, I've got a portfolio. You know, at the end of the day now, after about six years, I've got a CBD company, hemp flower company I'm working on, uh, this cannabis funding platform. I'm working with a buddy of mine in Santa Ana on a huge project, you know, just being a, a piece of the machine, you know, because mm -hmm. what I learned ultimately um, through becoming humble um, through injury in the NFL and all those other things and, and then post uh, football life in the real world is that you need great teams. And uh, I wish I understood that a bit more when I was playing football yeah. instead of being a little bit selfish, like I'm one of the starters and this, that, and yeah. the other. I felt yeah. kind of a little, a little conceited a bit. and But you need that. you got pride. Yeah. Um, but, but I wish I had a little bit more humbleness, uh, you know, my football. But I couldn't, I couldn't think. Yeah. You know what I mean? And that's yeah. the thing with this whole deal about, you know, from my, these businesses, I, I would be not here. I would not be able to do any of this. I wouldn't have the patience or the ability to sit on a conference call and listen to some dumbass, you know, tell me some ridiculous shit that is completely wrong and me not snap on him and just yeah. ruin a business relationship. You know what I mean? Yeah. Um, I at least let things get a little bit further down the road where I, okay, now I talk some shit. Yeah, you know? yeah. But you know, ultimately uh, this plan has given me so much more control of my life than I ever imagined. And I'm able to put all these great things that they talk about football about, you know, where it helps build great men. It helps build these great guys that are strong willed and, and intelligent and, you know, capable of putting hard work and dedication into things and, and yeah. seeing something to fruition to where we can, you know, build great companies. That wasn't happening pre-cannabis. And yeah. now you've got so many more success stories in post-football life, mine included, yours included, yeah. even through the ups and downs and the idiots we meet and the, you know, we're still able to do this. Yeah. We wouldn't be able to do this. I wouldn't be, you wouldn't be, we'd be stuck in a dark room here just eating these pills still, you know? Yeah. It's absolutely true, brother. Hey man, and what, you know, what better thing to, you know, invest your whole self in than something you just have an unbelievable passion and truth of experience in, you know? Yeah. Awesome, dude. It's really awesome. Um, well, shit, man. I really appreciate your time, Kyle. And uh, is there anything you want to shout out before where people can find you? I'll have all your cannabis company links uh, in the show notes, but let them know where they can follow you, et cetera. Uh, Instagram, Kyle underscore Turley. And uh, Twitter, just Kyle Turley, straight across. And then uh, do my football coaching, Trench Warfare. Uh, and look awesome. at that on IG if you're a football guy out there. Um, I do a little side coaching, and so there's some good content there to help your kids out with drills and things I post up there. Um, and then, uh, no, outside of that, man, just continuing to pressure people into 
fighting for the dropping of schedule one. That's the biggest thing. You know, I don't, I don't really want to promote anything else. I have no interest in doing anything else other than freeing this plant. Mm -hmm. uh, my business interests and my Instagram pages. I mean, uh, as soon as I can get this done, uh, my next Instagram post will be a live stream video of me when they open up the pier, uh, running towards the end of the pier and telling everybody, see you motherfuckers later. I'm out and throwing it in the ocean because you know I, 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 this life this has given me my life back and uh you know I, I want nothing more than to continue just kicking ass for this plant but um i'm excited for the opportunities once the advocacy part comes to fruition and and this can just work you know yeah. i don't i don't i don't need to be uh again as i say people don't need to hear this from some crazy football player that threw a helmet, you know, yeah. uh, I, I really wish they yeah. would stop listening to me. <laughs> yeah. I know. I love what you said. Uh, I forget where we were, but someone asked about it and you were like, well, I can't wait for the day when I don't have to talk about this anymore. Yeah, man. Because That's great. But you know, we will. Hey, we're we getting there, brother. Up, you know, and I don't know that I ever will anyways, because it keeps yeah. getting better. Keeps getting yeah. better. You know, and now in this whole COVID thing, you know, the biggest thing is people need to come together on this, you know, whole deal with, uh, like I said, I think everybody's understood now that there's some deep state shit here. There, there's conspiracies around and none of us deserve, you got cops now that are saying, I'm off the force. You got cops that are making videos now going, we are not doing our job. Like this is an American. I'm a, you know, this one guy a video I watched of this army ex army ranger mm. who's a police officer in uh, state of Washington, and he's like, "I'm not. We're not doing our job. We're not helping these people. We are hurting these people uh, now in this whole thing. And now I'm being told to go out and harass people for this and that. And this is just not what I signed up for. It's not what I fought for this country for. And so right now, I think more than ever is that people need to really come together for the people. You know." these political agendas are going to continue to have us just two dogs ready to just come at each other yeah. and uh, we as a people need to not give in to that whatever your political affiliations are yeah. i don't have any i'm not, i don't have a horse in a race i do not take a side whatsoever i'm a you know george Even washington type of guy who yeah. said he didn't want to be king he doesn't want to believe in that he doesn't believe in the two-party system he knew that this was going to crumble america he told it people that it's in writing you know we can only continue to come out here and tell people the truth and um hope that people just disregard these you know people are going to go out and vote but at the end of the day all you're voting for is a backdoor handshake i've seen it i've experienced it firsthand um, in DC doing lobbying and what I also understand about what's going on out here in this world, man. And then yeah. and these people are set to have us, the people at each other and yeah. distracted as a motherfucker yeah. from what's really going on. And, um, so just people need to fight for the dropping of schedule one right now, understand what that means. And that schedule one status means you cannot test this plant. It is, it, it's, it can't be tested on humans in an open setting. And, uh, and uh, you know, this person or, or group cannot research this plant on human testing. Mm. Uh, 
because of this scheduling status, um, I'm going to really push hard to try and get into the you know Congress this year before pandemic two comes around. Um, but the people, you know, cause they're already talking about it. And, know. You know, Bill Gates can't shut up enough about his stupid vaccine. He's got his wife out there now hollering at people about the vaccine. That's like, this is absurd and needs yeah. to end. And, um, you know, my, my message is for people to just come together, man, forget it. You're a Republican. Forget about that shit. You're a Democrat. Forget about that shit right now. They have everybody locked in their homes. They have everybody banned at the beach. I was out surfing this morning and fucking lifeguards, you know, saying, hey, you got, you can't be on the beach uh, throwing a football. You can't be at the beach uh, do, playing volleyball anymore. You got to be either in the water or running. And it's like, get the fuck out of here, dude. Yeah. I, why? What yeah. is going on? And, you know, to know what we know, man, it, it's, uh, it presses me more to really uh, try to get more people to just say, forget about these, these factions that really want you to get sucked into. I mean, you, you turn the channels from CNN to Fox News and it's just like yeah. black and white. Like, like this is and, and yeah. none of the, neither of them are right. They're yeah. all wrong, and the whole thing is just propaganda, and it has yeah. every one of us trying to kill each other in, in these conversations. When you know uh, it, it should really just truly be about uh, finding resolutions. You know, all of us are out here trying to live these lives, and this is the one thing that can bring it all together. I've seen it; you've seen it. No, there's been no better community to be a part of than the cannabis community, and how it brings people together. Yeah. You know, and uh, I'm I'm extremely proud, extremely proud of you, man, and all the work that you've done with uh, uh, the Hotbox podcast, uh, um, everything you're doing in the cannabis industry and have done in the cannabis industry has made a difference. I mean, you were one of the first guys to get CBD onto a military base, you know, in, in a PX. I mean, yeah. th th this was because of you that this happened. You know, your picture was on that. Pro Forget about the business side, the impactful natures of what it is your energy has created in this space and will do. Uh, we'll continue to bring all these people together, man. And I appreciate the opportunity to be with you. And I look forward to, you know, hopefully getting together here uh, yeah, real soon. Too. Me too, brother. Thank you so much. Amen to all of that. Uh, fuck, dude. You got me fired up. I'm about to go run through a fucking wall. <laughs> That's what uh, it is. Yeah, dude. Fired, man. It's, uh, we can take this back. People are so hopeless right now. Yeah. You know? They don't know what they can do, and there literally is something they can do. Absolutely. This, this dropping of Schedule 1 on cannabis will end this. It oh, will yeah. end all of this misery. The resurgence in America that could happen through cannabis alone, uh, just in the medical resolutions to the uh, all of the things we talked about in, in the history of our country and textiles and abilities to have and producing fuels and you know the the, yeah. the it's endless. You know, yeah. people have uh, something that they could still fight for that can resolve this this conflict right now, which is truly a a good versus evil conflict there is yeah. when there's no clear information out there when the, you know that evil is afoot yeah yeah i i but that again goes back to it takes critical thinking to realize that too yeah you yeah. know keep spreading the word brother that's it brother hey yeah. man keep shining the light um well thank you everyone for 
chiming in, checking in to this episode of the Ebb and Flow podcast. Until next time, I'm Emmett Britton, and this is my man, Kyle Turley. Thank you so much, and we're out of here.